Hello there. Welcome to semester eight, episode one of the Ivy Wise Just Admitted podcast, where former deans and directors of admission give expert insight into the complex college admissions landscape. This season, what are my chances? Data and decisions in college admissions. We're looking at statistics, data, and other kinds of evidence to help listeners decide what to consider and what to move past. I'm Tasha, your host. I'm an admissions counselor at IvyWise, a former international admissions officer at USC, and former assistant director of international admissions at Boston University. My guest today is Alicia. Hi, Alicia. Hi. My name is Alicia Mahato, and I am a college admissions counselor with IvyWise. Um, prior to IvyWise, I was an assistant director of undergraduate admissions at Duke University. Today, we're going to be talking about trustworthy and untrustworthy college admissions resources. We'll be starting by looking at resources out there where students can find data and information about college admissions. And there's so, so much out there on the World Wide Web. (laughs) So let's just start right off the bat. What are some common college admissions resources that might come up often as an admissions counselor, whether during your time at Duke or here at Ivy Wise, Alicia? Definitely open forums, sponsored blogs, um, other websites, you know, places like College Confidential came up pretty often, social media accounts, um, you know, whether that's TikTok or Instagram, um, and of course, college websites and other trusted blogs. Yeah, absolutely. So there is a lot out there, mostly digital, but it comes in a lot of different forms. So it can be social media based, but it can also just be kind of old school blogs from earlier internet days, maybe when Alicia and I were applying to college, right? Those are all still out there and some are actually quite influential. Um, But just before we kind of start to go through these different categories, I want to just spend a moment to talk about the bigger picture of this topic. So why are we starting this semester, this season of the podcast with, with this topic? We're talking about this because we want to contextualize just the bigger question of data, right? And, and chances and probability and statistics and all of these um, aspects of the college admissions process, which as it becomes a more and more competitive landscape, tend to become a bigger part of the conversation, right? So as certain things like maybe admit rates uh, go down, it's natural that applicants are going to, applicants and counselors and everyone involved are going to be thinking about the importance of those numbers. And so this season, we wanted to take a look at those numbers and kind of try to parse out which numbers really matter, which matter a little less, and how can we advise students on how to take some of those numbers with a grain of salt and focus on you know what they can control and what they can focus on, which is ultimately creating a competitive and strong applicant profile for their needs and their goals. Uh, But the idea of what are my chances is taking a look at um, this data, these numbers, but also where students can find the most reliable data and numbers, right? And so it's really important uh, to remember that, you know, you might find conflicting information on the internet. There's some much more reliable resources than others. And so that's why we're getting started with this topic so that we can kind of set the groundwork for, you know, where we are more confident that 
folks are going to find the correct information and where there might be some information that there's really no way to check or that might be kind of unfounded or um, not based on expert knowledge. Okay, so with that very long introduction, <laughs> um, I want to get started with one of those first examples, one of those first those first online resources that Alicia mentioned, and it is a blog called College Confidential. Okay, so just thinking about it, um, what's the first thing that comes to mind, Alicia? So this is one of the like older college admissions websites that folks use to kind of get a sense of what their chances are. It's been around since two thousand one. Um, they have lots of different categories that you can access and look at. I think the most common one is where students will just kind of like drop their entire profile and be like, do I have a chance? Or they'll just share their profile and their admissions decision. Um, and you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, we can talk about it more for sure. I think my, my earliest memories of college confidential or of kind of knowing that it existed aren't from my day of applying to college. And I became aware of it as a counselor at Boston University uh, sometime probably in 2016, 2017, during the decision season in, in March when our decisions were released. It was something that counselors were really aware of, of knowing what kind of traffic, what kind of information, what kind of uh, truths or untruths were being said and posted on College Confidential as it related to our release date. Uh, decision release date, excuse me, or to you know, our admit rate or any of the any of the numbers that were coming out around our decisions. And some of it was kind of more lighthearted and funny of, you know, maybe rumors going around or, um, you know, students trying to guess which date we were going to release because Boston University, for example, is a university that um, doesn't necessarily post the exact date where they'll be released, when they'll be releasing decisions. Um, unlike, for example, MIT, which always releases on Pi Day, which is March 14th. And so it's more kind of just like this fun speculation of students trying to figure out exactly when Boston University would be releasing the decision. But sometimes it's not so um, innocent and fun. Uh, but what are some of your, your thoughts? Give me an example of maybe some of the things that you've seen and what could be helpful to students versus what might not be so helpful. You know, I think similarly, I didn't become aware of it until I started working in college admissions. I mean, when I applied to college, <laughs> I only used the internet to submit my application. I didn't even use it for any research or anything. All of my research came like straight from the brochures from the colleges that I like went and visited. So it was very much, it's kind of funny how things have shifted in the last like 15 years with just there being so much information accessible. And I think that that can, is both a positive thing, but also can be um, a little bit stressful because you can't really tell if something is reliable or not just because it's on the internet. Um, and College Confidential is one of those places where it's like, it's a little bit difficult for it to be a very reliable source for students and families. I I think it's a good place to start uh, just to peruse and check things out, kind of see what, what people are saying about different places. But I don't consider it to be a super credible source. And that's just because a lot of the um, folks that are posting on the forums are like students, like high school students, college students that have just recently been through the admissions process. And they, I think, have a really narrow view of how college admissions actually works. They're just kind of posting their profiles and like saying, oh, I got in and here, here's why I think I got in or here's why I think my friend got in or whatnot. 
Um, and they don't know like what the institutional priorities are for the places that they're looking at or discussing. You know, they don't have a sense of like what the larger applicant pool looked like and how they might have stood out or might not have stood out in that pool. And so um, I would not utilize it to make decisions around like what colleges you should put on your list or what colleges you should apply to early or any of those types of things. Uh, I think it's fine for just, uh, you know, just checking it out and seeing what people are saying, but I would not use it to make major decisions. Absolutely. So that's, you know, when it comes to the forum, which is kind of the main, I think, section of the website, College Confidential, that the site is known for. Often it's just students kind of like, having conversations on there and guessing about reasons that they may or may not have been admitted. Um, but just to give a little bit more context, so this website actually has several different sections. So there's a section called applying to college. There's a test prep section. There's kind of a, a vault of college essay examples that students can go through. And then there are kind of like virtual campus tours. Those could be helpful resources. I think in addition to um, other resources, especially those coming from the specific colleges and universities that you might be looking at or applying to. And we'll definitely talk more about that a little bit later, just to kind of explain that there's a little bit more to just the, the open forum. And there's also uh, a section where they offer free college essay feedback by one of their experienced community readers. I I'm not sure what that is about. <laughs> Alicia, are you familiar? No, I'm not really familiar. I've, I mean, I think I've heard that it's like former admissions folks, but it's a bit too like secretive to really know if you can trust that or not. So, so since we can't speak to this specifically because we're, you know, it's not publicly available information about who exactly these readers are. I think we'll just take this as an opportunity to say, maybe take that all with a grain of salt. And maybe as a general rule, it's a good idea to make sure that anyone that you're taking admissions advice from and anyone that you're getting college essay feedback and edits from is someone that you know is uh, either, you know, an experienced admissions counselor, like your high school counselor, or maybe an Ivy Wise counselor, or a trusted parent or friend or someone who um, is providing context kind of around the content and about uh, the personal kind of background information that you're giving in that essay. College Confidential also has a college search list tool um, where students can search for different colleges by like different GPA markers, SAT and ACT markers and states. So you can kind of like narrow things down and create a list. Again, I would also, you know, always double check their information, um, you know, make sure that that's all being updated. Um, for example, you know, in case an average GPA is based on, you know, statistics from two years ago versus this year, you know, just very important to always kind of like be double checking work and, um, always kind of going back to the primary source, which in this case would be an individual college or university for, for those statistics. And then finally, um, and this is something that we're going to be discussing at length later in the season, but we'll just do a little introduction. Uh, the final thing is a chance me tool, or sometimes they're called chance me calculators. And this is basically a tool where students are able to post statistics about uh, basically about their personal profiles. This is a tool where students are able to post uh, information about their personal applicant profiles and then get 
someone to quote unquote chance them um, or match them. So they could give them a percent chance of their probability of admission to a particular place, or they could suggest some possible good match or good fit schools uh, for that student based on their profile. Alicia, what's your initial reaction to this kind of tool? I think that chance me calculators, again, can be useful like as a starting point, but there is just, there is so much context and nuance that goes into admissions decisions being made. Again, whether that's a school has you know, particular institutional priority they're looking for, particular qualities and applicants that they're looking for. It's just, I think, really challenging to really know what your real chances are just from the stats, just from the numbers. There's a lot more that goes into making the decision. And so, um, and and I think sometimes students don't know how close they are to, to the decisions that get made. So for example, there are students where their applications might be just kind of like sure things. They're probably gonna really stand out in a lot of pools. And then there are those students where they're like really excellent, but they're maybe not making as huge of an impact. And their applications are still gonna look really strong, but there's more of them. And so it's like, are they gonna be admitted? Are they gonna be waitlisted? And it's like, they're really close to like one or the other. I would say that like admissions decisions and making admissions decisions is more of an art than a science. And so chance be calculators lean into it in a way that's kind of like, oh, it's a science. Like A plus B, you do this and you get C and then it's done. It's like, it doesn't really work like that. It's very, very, very contextual, very subjective, year by year, how the pool looks and what those priorities are per the year. And you can't really put that information into a calculator. And you also can't put in like an individual, how an individual reader is going to use their perspective, their background, their experiences, and how that's going to inform them when they're reading their application as to what might stand out in that file. And that is, again, the subjective part of the admissions process. And again, there are a bunch of different types of chance calculator resources on the internet, and maybe not all are the same. So we will discuss that a bit more later in the season. So the next kind of major resource I wanted to discuss is something that is used for many different topics on the internet. Uh, But, you know, of course, there is a colleges and universities section or subreddit, and that is Reddit. So there is colleges and universities, and there is college admissions as as two subreddits where folks can go to you know, find find some college admissions information, whether it's trustworthy or not. What do you think, Alicia? Or what have what has your experience been um kind of nav- navigating subreddit? So I we also used to use Reddit pretty often when we were at Duke. Um we actually ran a couple of programs through Reddit where it was like an ask me anything forum and students would like be asking questions and we would be like answering live. Um, And so that was really fun and really interesting. I think similar to like College Confidential, it is that type of forum where um, people can post their stats and anybody can reply. But it's it's nice when you get to actually see like an official forum or an official like page where you know that someone that's responding to these questions or posting on this forum is like an official representative of that, whatever that institution is. And so you can probably get um, a bit more reliable information from Reddit versus maybe some other um, blogs or sites. 
Wow, that's really interesting. I actually didn't realize that that some colleges would actually use Reddit as a um, as a tool or you know partner with Reddit to use them as a platform. So that's really good to know. And then I think you know it probably depends on the Reddit page, right? If it's official or unofficial, um, because there are definitely you know the college admissions subreddit is 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 a very very popular subreddit, but it's not. Um, sanctioned, let's say, by a specific college or university or by, like, let's say, a, a Nas- the National Association of College Admissions Counseling, some kind of like bigger kind of governing bodies. So what would the difference be between these kind of official and unofficial channels on Reddit? So for example, an official channel being the forum that you conducted with Duke um, as an official, you know, as the office of, of admissions at Duke University via Reddit, using them as a platform versus something like the college admissions subreddit that is just kind of an open forum for people to um, post and ask questions. Yeah, I would say that the main difference to just be aware of it, I mean, it's, I think it's pretty obvious when you're looking at the forum, like if it's an official one or a non, an unofficial one. Um, you know, the main difference that you're going to see is that you're probably going to get more reliable, more quality information that is the most recent information from an official forum versus unofficial where you don't know who is answering and and what they're, um, you know, what they're trying to share here. And, you know, I think that when there's unofficial forums, I would be mainly concerned about just getting like misleading information, especially when it comes to things like the Chansey subreddit. This is another space where you can put your credentials in and and people can kind of let you know what they think your chances are. And I think that that is, um, can be misleading in a lot of ways because when you share your credentials, you're never actually sharing your full application, right? There's a lot that's missing there. And so things like your academic profile might seem, you know, weaker to the person that's reading in terms of like, you know, number of rigorous courses that you've taken, um, and then in the context of your school, you've actually like maximized your opportunities. And so like, they don't know that the person that's evaluating your chances. And so that's why academic profiles play such an important uh, contact, play such an important role in making admissions decisions as it relates to like reviewing transcripts and academic rigor and things like that. The same thing goes for like recommendation letters. Those are super important, especially when it comes to highly selective schools and there is no information about how good or, you know, how um, strong those recommendation letters are when you're submitting this profile. And it's like, okay, yeah, you could have like, you know, super stellar stats that were just like the best this year. You know, you're valedictorian, you're just doing it all. But then your recommendation letters just don't really, you know, shine in that way to help elevate your application in the pool. And so, that is going to impact your admissions decision, which would not be reflected in any kind of like chance me forum like this. So same thing goes for your essays. You know, they might say, oh, I wrote about this, but it's like, okay, what does that tell me about the quality of the essay? What does that tell me about the story that they're sharing here? Their depth of reflection, like none of that is really going to come through just by saying what you wrote about for the topic. And it's not just about what you write about. It's also about how you write about it. And so that's another piece of it that's just not going to come through in in these types of forums. Yeah, that's definitely right. Is it's this idea that sharing your profile, quote unquote, on a forum is kind of impossible, right? Unless you have 
the mechanisms through which to upload literally <laughs> all of your application materials, which you should really never be doing um, for a variety of reasons, right? Too much personal information being shared with, with strangers on the internet is never a good idea, right? But so taking all of this, you know, as kind of general you know, as Alicia said a few times, it's like sometimes a little bit obvious, but I think maybe in the throes of the process where, you know, you're just trying to get more information, trying to get clarity, trying to understand what your chances might be, you might accidentally put too much information <laughs> on the internet, which is which is never a good idea. Okay, so I wanted to transition over to another kind of category. Um, and we can run through this one quickly because it's um, maybe not quite as popular, but uh, definitely something that comes up quite a bit on internet searches just around college admissions. Um, and that's uh, college match sites. So one popular one is called Unigo. You take a quiz, answer questions about your priorities, your profile, um, the kind of applicant you might be. And then it gives you that this resource like Unigo gives you a list of suggested colleges. So somewhat similar to the um, College Finder uh, tool that College Confidential offers, uh, but it is quiz based. The College Match quiz, again, like Alicia said, could be used like other resources can be used in conjunction with you know, some more, I think, trusted resources like your college counselor or a particular college website. Um, but Unigo is, according to U.S. News and World Report, a trusted uh, and reliable website when it comes to searching for scholarships. So any kind of outside merit-based scholarship, it's a good kind of search tool for that. So that's, you know, independent of admissions specifically. And then there are a couple of other quiz-like websites that I'll just mention that you'll find online, you know, we can't speak specifically to them, but so there's Niche, there's Chegg, there's CollegeNet, and there's CapEx. So these are kind of like the top ones that folks are going to. So again, while we can't speak to each of these individual sites, we do think it's important to really make sure that you're reading the information that they provide with a grain of salt. And why why might that be now that I've, I've spoken for a long time? Why, why might it be important to kind of take this information with a grain of salt? I mean, I would say that... These types of sites, you know, they can be helpful as a starting point in your search process, you know, just to kind of compare, um, you know, basic factors that you're considering um, as you're building your list. Uh, they might not be able to fully assess, like, your fit factors that you get a better sense of once you start actually visiting college campuses and um, figuring out what, like, really matters to you. And I would also just, like, caution that, there's just like a lot of nuances with college, with the college search process that probably don't come through in these types of searches or calculators or things like that, just because things can change so quickly in terms of majors that are offered, in terms of thinking about even how diverse the community is, like things can shift. And so I would just uh, make sure that what you're looking at is updated, even things like requiring testing, right? That's changing, um, you know, even right now. And so whatever's on the site might not be exactly what is true when you apply. And so I would, yeah, take a lot of that with a grain of salt. So get to start with it, but don't use it as your primary um, search tool. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. Next one. It is very popular, but popular 
kind of similar to Reddit uh, with a lot of different topics. So this is called Quora. It's another kind of general forum. Uh, and there's a college admissions section. So again, it's kind of one of those long, endless scroll forums where anyone can post. However, this one does have 12 according to according to its website, to the website itself, it has 12 staff member experts who moderate and answer posts on the forum. So again, according to the website, some or all of these staff members are somehow experts in the college admissions field. You know, that's not really specified exactly. But I will say that, you know, kind of my immediate reaction, just spending a little bit of time on the site and reading some of the answers that the staff member moderators write is that they do seem very general. They seem like maybe even AI generated, which, you know, isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like if, if the information is coming from a reliable place and then they're just using AI tools to kind of optimize and be more efficient. But it did make me kind of wonder and question, you know, who is behind those answers. So for example, <laughs> something that came up on the website was, quote, a low test score will keep you out, but a high test score won't get you in. That was written by one of those moderator experts. Is that something we would agree with as kind of like a blanket statement, Alicia? No, that's just so, I mean, that's just so broad. Like, okay, a low test score will keep you out. Okay, so we're in a test optional, we're still in a test optional world right now. And so... If you had a low test score, you might be applying to every place you're applying to test optional. So it's not going to keep you out because you're not going to be submitting it. And a high test score, no, I mean, I would say like, no, just a high test score alone doesn't automatically, you know, rate you admission. There's many students with high test scores that apply. And so if we're splitting that statement in half, maybe I'm, maybe I would agree with the second half of it. But there's, it's just when it comes to forums like this, if they are answering really kind of generically and not specifically, um, you're probably not going to get like the advice that you're seeking. And that's why it's so important to reach out to like your counselor, whether that's, you know, your IVOS counselor, school counselor, someone that has the experience with admission or reaching out to the college just directly to ask all these questions. I mean, they should answer you honestly. So yeah, look for those reliable resources. <laughs> so uh, we will get to discussing some of those reliable resources, but the one final kind of more nuanced resource that we'll talk about is our two social media sites, and those are TikTok and YouTube. Unsurprisingly, college admissions TikTok is rather big, not nearly as large as I expected, although I think they're are probably a lot of different hashtags, but the hashtag college admissions has almost 40,000 posts on TikTok and, you know, a lot of views. So it's a lot of folks posting about their stats and whether or not they were admitted to a particular college. So they're kind of two main categories of either reaction videos of students posting their reactions to either being admitted or not being admitted to a particular school. And then the other category is folks giving advice, right? Giving advice about maybe how to get in. And sometimes it's based on their own experience. And sometimes based on that experience, they're offering advice and offering kind of chance me calculator tools as well via TikTok. So 
The issue here is that folks are trying to piece together answers where they don't necessarily have all of the information. So they don't know who else went to someone's high school, for example, or what program they applied to specifically, or what the rest of a particular college's applicant pool looked like, as Alicia has said many times. Looking at the applicant pool is really important additional context. So in that category of TikTok videos where folks are kind of trying to give expert advice, you know, they may not really have all the information that they need. And getting bogged down in trying to answer these questions can really create some some stress that's not really productive, right? I think that going to a place like TikTok or or YouTube or just any kind of social forum, really, even like the, the other kind of old school blog forums that we discussed, part of the reason that um, there are so many and it, they, they can be so active is because I think it's just a really helpful kind of natural social tool to want to connect and discuss things in solidarity and, and find experts and solace and just information is power, right? But, you know, if, it, if there's like overexposure to that, um, you know, of course, overexposure to social media has been proven to have like potentially negative mental health consequences, you know, it's not always a good idea, especially with something that might already be a, a stress trigger. And then quickly, just an example of one of these um, kind of prolific TikTokers. Uh, there's a TikTok account called Limmy Talks. It's a student at Duke, actually, named Daniel Lim. And he himself uh, is a chance calculator service. So he'll you know, as a third party, we'll go ahead and calculate a student's chances of admission based on several factors like GPA, activities, and legacy status. So we already talked about chance calculators a little bit, but, you know, knowing that there's this, this student at Duke out there kind of giving expert quote-unquote advice about Duke, what does that make you think about, Alicia? It's interesting. <laughs> I'm a little bit surprised to hear about a student that would do this. I think that it's really hard to give an honest answer about someone's chances, unless you are working and very recent or have very recently worked in that admissions office. I think that counselors have their experience and they've also seen students go through the process recently and they're another great resource. Um, but the only folks that really know the inside scoop and how it's actually working are people that are in the admissions office or just like, left an admissions office. I don't think that students can have that perspective about everything they're considering and how it all comes together to form the true picture about the student's narrative and their profile of things they'll contribute. And then also the subjective piece about, you know, who's reviewing the application and, and, and what in what uh, sort of forum they're discussing the application. There's just a lot that goes into making an admissions decision and Again, I mentioned before, like more of an art than a science, and it's just so contextual. And so I appreciate the student doing this. I think it's interesting. I have not reviewed his his service, so I I don't know from um, my experience, like what I would think about it. You know, I'd have to look more into it. But um, I would say that like, it's just hard to have a real understanding of how it all works unless you've actually like worked in the admissions office. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we're talking about a lot of different internet sources right now, but just to get a sense, like some of these do have a lot of followers and a lot of viewership. So Let Me Talks, for example, has 
273,000 followers and over 26 million likes. And so that can happen, you know, especially on a place like TikTok where virality is really common or really kind of a chance occurrence, you know, maybe one of his videos went viral and he became really popular. Just because something's popular doesn't mean that it's reliable or trustworthy, right? We as college counselors are kind of like learning about all of these accounts out there that are providing these kinds of services and, you know, wanting to to learn more and, and kind of understand where they're coming from. But, you know, always, always making sure that our students are understanding what is reliable and what is not and, you know, not taking anything that these accounts say as, you know, hard, hard truth or fact. All right. So just to kind of close up the social media category. So there are also a ton of college admissions, YouTube channels. There's one really popular, really like large company at this point called the college essay guy. So he also has a very extensive blog and many other resources and services. The Princeton review has a great playlist on YouTube that goes through the college application process. Definitely a trusted source. And then finally, a really important trusted source that I have been bringing up all along are individual college admissions office websites. Uh, what can you tell me about some of these trusted resources, Alicia? I think that a lot of um, folks enjoy attending the College Essay Guys sessions when they go to conferences like MACAC. He has a good reputation, not just for like the college search and figuring out what the requirements are at different schools that they're looking at, but also in terms of tips for brainstorming for essays and things like that. There's a lot of really useful exercises that he provides uh, for free on that site as well for students to utilize. I mean, I think that... Uh, this information coming straight from the College Admissions Office website. This is the most trusted resource, I would say. They spend like a significant amount of time reviewing and updating their sites every year and making sure that everything is accurate. It's also the place where you can find the most updated profiles, like class profiles, and those are like magic. Those are the best. <laughs> I think that they often have things like FAQs on their sites as well that are so useful and that just answer like the common questions the students have. And so I would say, yeah, this is going to be where you'll find the most accurate information in your college admissions search. So like if you want to know what your chances are, what programs are offered, what are the deadlines, what are the requirements, you know, this is going to be where the most accurate information is for you as you engage in the college admissions process. And and speaking of free resources, I do want to just talk about this podcast <laughs> is part of the Ivy Wise Knowledge Base. So uh, the Just Admitted podcast is an aspect of that. The Knowledge Base also has a blog, including a lot of different articles, anything from college from the college admissions process basics to how to parse out early action and early decision processes to the benefits of attending women's colleges and so much more. Uh, we also offer live webinars and I believe live webinar recordings are available if you attend to check on after and informational videos from our expert counselors on the knowledge base and on our socials. And then again, of course, the Just Admitted podcast, this is semester eight, which means there are seven whole semesters otherwise known as seasons to go back to and listen to if you're just getting started and want to check out what is in our back catalog. But that just about wraps up this episode of Just Admitted. Is there anything else you wanted to add, Alicia? No, it's been great chatting with everyone. I really enjoyed getting to um, share more information about this important topic.
Thank you for coming back on. And please look out for a new episode every other week this spring for semester eight. And stay tuned for our next episode. Admissions data is everywhere. But what actually matters? In the meantime, you can catch up on all of our previous episodes by visiting our podcast page and be sure to bookmark our knowledge base for additional help with navigating the complex and competitive admissions process. If there are any topics you'd like us to cover in the next semester, please email us at podcast at ivywise.com. And don't forget to follow us on socials for more resources on the higher ed landscape. You can find us at follow IvyWise. From IvyWise, I'm your host, Tasha. And this has been Just Admit It. See you next time.